0: Testicles, testicles, one. <coughs> one, Testicles, testicles, one. Welcome to another podcast, I believe, 23. I don't know what this is, but I've done 23 of them. Um there is no visuals for this one, so just hello to those listening in your logos. I'll just fill you quickly in where I am. I'm just where I normally do my podcasts from. Just in office slash studio slash room. I've got my back window door. What do you call that thing? Patio door. Wide open. It's a lovely morning. It's only half eight, but it's a lovely morning. And guess what? Breaking news. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen it, but I finally got the robin to land on me. I feel like I'm going to get choked up, man. I'm not in the right headspace. <laughs> I'm fucking crying over a robin landing on my hand. Oh, hold on. <laughs> eee, by gum. Eckies by gum. Yeah, um, it is an emotional thing, I guess, when I don't care, really. I put so much fucking effort into it, though. That's the only thing I... So the first robin I trained... It was during lockdown, so I had quite a lot more time. and um, So I'd do it every morning. It took a while, but I believe that the first robin was a little bit haggard and maybe a little bit more desperate for for me and me mealworms. And um, this other one has just been so elusive and just not bothered at all. But this morning, when I needed it the most, mate, I'm feeling fucked. It just, it did it. Coming out of my hand, I was buzzing. Honestly, I was welling up. I'm welling up now. Oh fuck! I don't know, man. It's a bit hippy, it But they're quite. Um, they signify quite a lot to me. That's why I've got one tattooed on me. And I don't know. And it's it's another thing when you set yourself a goal and you achieve it. Sometimes it can be a bit emo. Um, I think about the other day, like when I go. When I'm training for someone, or especially when I used to train for like triathlons and events and stuff like that, the Ironman or whatever, um, sometimes I would train so hard, like I'd go on a run and I would start crying. <laughs> I'd run and I'd be like, oh my God, this is all too much. Imagine imagine when I cross the line, it's all going to be worth it. And I'd just whip myself up into a frenzy, start bawling. Not bawling out of control, but definitely shed a couple of salty drops from noggin bollocks that's for sure and that's what it felt like this morning when I when it finally came and out of me and I was like it just felt fucking brilliant and and that means I've broke his will now <laughs> I broke his will so now every morning I'll go out there and he'll he trust me it's a trust game So you might be able to hear the garden, but let me just. Sorry for this bit of noise here, but there's a blackbird. We've got there's a magpie sat in the. What is that? It's in the elder. There's a pigeon on top of shed. There's robin. There's all sorts going on, mate. It's like an aviary out there. There's two blackbirds for joy. I'm sorry. Tooth joy free for a girl, for a boy. So we've got a little bit of ambience because we've got the thing open. Sorry if there's a bit of noise. While I put this back in here, stand. I turned it off. I turned mic off then when I was putting thing back. That's so that might not be used. Right. Hello, anyway, everyone. Sorry, <laughs> I've been away for a bit. I've not been putting anything out on YouTube and on Patreon. So I'm sorry. I'm not actually sorry. I'm not sorry. I couldn't do it. I've had the big vid. The big COVID took me out at game, man. I'm not gonna on about it too much. I don't need to be a COVID podcast, do I? I wanna keep it positive and that, but Fucking kicked my bollock in. I'll tell you that for now. Thought it was just brutal, actually. I went to a gig. I went to a sweaty, silly gig because my mates were playing in a band, and I definitely picked it up there. And, um, and then I went camping with my mate Joey D. As you'll know from the last podcast, if you're a regular listener, and we had a wonderful time. But I was feeling ill while I was with Joe, and I was just like sort of putting on a brave face. And I was gassing out the next. Like we did two days of hiking, put some miles in. But near the end of it, I was like, I was aching, thinking I'm I'm unfit, but I shouldn't be aching like this because I can handle my long-distance hiking. Turns out on that very night when I got home and got showered and everything, just started to feel it in throat and chest and muscles, and then that was it. Three nights of, like, tripping nuts and aching and I couldn't sleep and it was rough as fuck three nights and maybe three or four days and it just stuck around for ages when I was doing the test it just wouldn't go kept being positive but it turned out good I uh it was it, reminiscent of the first lockdown it gave me time to sort of reflect on stuff and get stuff done around the house and garden and just take things at my own pace. It's a great excuse for like when people are asking you to do stuff or come out or do whatever, and you can you can be like well, I can't, mate. I'm a I'm a COVID I'm a COVID patient, so I'm just gonna lie back, garden and whittle spoons and weave baskets. Is which is what I did. I've had some willow, which I got from my dad's house. It was just like this ornamental willow that you know like they're selling like. The range and places like that, where it's just a load of dead sticks, and people have it in their front rooms or whatever. But it's quite. It's all like tied together. It was some of that that he was going to throw out, and I was like, "I'll have it. I'll eventually make a basket out of it." And for ages, I didn't do nout with it, and so good old COVID, I was able to soak it for days to make it supple, and then I made me sell a little basket. Wholesome, mate. Wholesome. And that was it, nothing much to report, except for it just kicked my ass, mate. It fucked me. It, it, I was thinking, yeah, if my nan got this, I must have had, like, a um, military-grade strength one that would have been testing in the lab or something, because that was fucked, man. And if my nan got that, I just thought, or if anyone older got that, or weaker got that, I can see why how it takes people out. And then... Um, so I was just chilling, man. I even watched stuff on laptop and I watched The Boys, got into The Boys. I don't know if you've watched The Boys on Amazon, which is about superheroes, but it's all gr- like gritty and grimy. Really loved it. Really loved it. Homelander, the baddie on there, is absolutely amazing. Amazing actor. And he puts across this like menace that I hadn't seen for a long time. Not since. Um, who's a good baddie? Who's like an, actually a scary baddie and stuff? Um, can't really think of anyone. Scar from Lion King. Um, and that's that really, that's all I've got to report from me. it. Just felt pretty ill, made a basket <laughs> Worked on me, Robin, to no avail, but well, I've probably softened him up for today's. You know, it was probably a crescendo. As a squirrel in back garden as well, jumping around. All right, Dr. Doolittle. Right, let's have some more coffee. Get on it. I hope everyone's doing well out there anyway. Um,. There's still mad shit in the air, I think, not to be a hippie. I am mean, I keep saying not to be a hippie, but at some point I'm just going to have to accept the fact that I'm just a hippie, and I have, like, hippie tendencies. Because I, I do, I get, t- I'm torn between this life of, like, I feel it, all these, like, you know, these hippie things like energies and positive mental attitude and uh, cold water swimming and practising being grateful, all that stuff, and then on the other hand, I'm like, "You saw so bollocks, mate. Crack on. It's just what it is. What well, it's a table's a table. We crack on, lad. Stiff up a lip. Get on with it." Uh, I turn that line in my brains, and sometimes it gets a bit difficult because I just want to be a hippie skipping round, <laughs> skipping through meadows, and that uh, with butterflies and around me. That's all I want. I'm going to just embrace it. And the, the older I'm getting, the more I'm sort of leaning into it. And I'm just going to be unashamedly a hippie. So forgive me. Or not, it might be a good thing. We'll see. Right, someone's just revved up a... I've got a park a couple of uh, gardens away from me and I think someone's cutting lawn in there. Should we shut door? Hold on. we we'll shut door. Dogs, I can hear all sorts now. Hold on. There's It's maybe just a nice, like, nice ambience, wasn't it? Um, so that's it, man. What else have I been up to? Is that what you're asking? Is this what this is? Just like a catch-up, innit, mates? I've not put anything out on YouTube for a while. I'm just having a little break from it because when I get back into it, we're going hard. We're going in. We're going proper. And... We're doing some proper long distance hikes and adventures in this country and abroad. So we're going for it. But it's just that pressure in it when people message me saying, please put another video out. It's good for my mental health. And then I feel pressured. But then I don't want to just be like, oh, I'll just go camp in a field and whatever. And just, you know, it's like painting by numbers, camping by numbers, which is okay. But it's just, it doesn't. If I'm not inspired or excited by it, then I'm sure it just comes across. And then what's the point? So there won't be anything going on YouTube for a little bit, maybe next week or the week after. But once we get back at it, I've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, But I'm just taking a little bit of time to recover, man, because after COVID, I just went too hard. Um, For fuck's sake, hold on. My bloody... I need to plug this fucking thing in. Leaving all this in, am I? Ah, I mean, I would if it was a YouTube video, wouldn't I? We need to just plug laptop, there we go, we're away. The fuck, dude. We're away, we're away. See, after COVID, I sort of was, because I'd just been stagnant, not doing anything, I came out of the traps too quickly and um, started exercising and really, leaned into spearfishing because we had some good visibility up north, which is a rarity. And so every evening for like four or five nights I was just going out spearfishing and it really takes it out of you spear It's a tough gig. Especially you i mean, in sea for like two or three hours at a time and it's um you know, I hike quite a distance to my spots and stuff like that. And it was uh Took it out of me, but I was just addicted to it, man. I've got really oh, sh- the the visibility, and I found a new reef and a new dive spot location, which was just stunning. And um, I've seen more bass than a, than a, than I've than I've seen in Cornwall. There's just been loads of them. A lot of them are schoolies, so you, they're undersized, so you can't shoot them. And then the, the big tanks, the big bars of silver, I've had a couple of shots on, but it's been from above, and it's difficult shooting from above because the because behind your goggles you've got no water, and then there's the water on the other side of the, your goggles, which magnifies a little bit. So you've really got it's really difficult shooting from from above, which is what I did, and I missed. I um, came face to face with a sea trout, which was amazing. It wasn't even that skittish, it was just chilled. But they're illegal, illegal to shoot. So I just thought, oh. even though I'm from a. I mean, my me uncles and my granddad and that used to poach, poach salmon and uh, game and all that sort of stuff. So it's in my blood. But. They can find you a lot. They could just take my truck off me. If they found it, they take. You, they could take your truck off you, your boat off you. Really, it's a bit of an archaic law, really, but it's one that you've got. To, I've got to respect anyway, because it could just it could totally sink my battleship, couldn't it? If I got busted. But lovely to see it nonetheless, and these reefs are amazing. They're like they're a good depth as well, so it practices my breath hold. Um. And it feels more adventurous when the deeper down I go, it just feels more like ah, it's such an adventure. And I feel so switched on by it, like because you've got to focus. So you focus on your breathing. You breathe up before you go down, and and that sort of meditative. Even on my way, like driving to the coast, I'm sort of getting in the zone. And then once I'm in the sea, it's game on, because you can't have your mind wandering onto like ex-girlfriends and future events or, you know, worries. It, you just can't. You just, you need to be 100% in the moment because your life depends on it. It's safety and, and you're hunting. And that feeling for me to be in the sea for, let's say, just two or three hours and not think about anything other than what I'm doing is an absolute joy and something that's rare, So I absolutely love it. It just gives me so much peace. Um, And when I'm deep down, that's even more laser focused because it's like, you you can't make mistakes, especially when I'm out there on my own. And if I've dived down like 15, 20 meters, you you just can't make a mistake. You've just got to be completely on it. Um, I've just been loving it, but now we've lost the visibility now, so... (laughs) It's been one of the reasons I've not put any camping videos out, I think, because I've just been so focused on the spearfishing and just enjoying that. Um, And I try and make a video. I do a little intro and then I film a bit while I'm in the sea, but nothing can come of it. Unless I shoot a big bass and we go and cook it on the beach or whatever, nothing really comes of them videos. So it's a bit of a labour of love. Um, But I've stopped doing that now. Um, But I came out of the traps too quickly. As I was saying, it's just... You need to recover from COVID. And I just went straight back into like running and spearfishing and that. And then I sort of just got real run down, mate. <laughs> got loads of, like, my lips all exploded with cold sores. <laughs> got, a, got the snivels just a bit run down. Hence why I'm not doing a video podcast, mate. Ed's just completely a shed. So I've been having a, a bit of a wholesome one of late. good week or two off. um, Off the drinking, off the filming, everything really. I've got a wedding this weekend. we made Ollie's wedding. And then we'll be back at it the following week. We'll be back to work properly. Getting stuff done. Um, What else have I been up to? I hear you crying. I hear no one crying. TBH. Um, I don't know why my podcast knows, but I've put... (laughs) (laughs) I thought, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So that was probably after I've had a couple of beers or whatever, I'm like, this will be good. I'll tell everyone this is terrible. My mate's got this boat, right? It's a a dinghy. Me and Matt, my mate, Matt, Matty Morgs, shout out Matt, we're going to use it to go to this fort, right? And I didn't really know how good it was as far as a dinghy goes. But it's amazing. And my, me and my mate were like, we're going to take it out spearfishing. I said, oh, we'll take it out and you can anchor it up and I'll just dive from the boat. And I said, but first we need to take it to the river and give it a little test because I need to know what it's about, what, what the crack is and that. So we drove out to this bit of river where you can get in. Where you can, it's got like a little slipway in a field. Parked my truck... And this was at five, o'clock. this was like after work, so it's like, but it's about 20 past five, half past five. We blew (laughs) blew this boat up. It's quite a big dinghy, like, it's not like a kid's dinghy, it's quite a, it's a fair old whack. Got it blown up, (coughs) got in river, and then we headed down river, and (laughs) we were just going for ages, man. We had tunes on and, you know just chilling. We weren't drinking or anything, we were just chilling with it all. And then we got to this weir, which is like, it's a a level change in the water, where, and it's like a, kind of a waterfall, but not as steep. Um, I don't know, what is a weir? I guess it's where they harness the water, is it? It's where the big level change in the water, and, and this one in particular, they were have, like using the water for energy anyway, near this big stately home. And then we, we were like, well this could be the point of no return, because it's getting like late, but the sense of adventure was just too strong. It was like, well, fuck, we've got to see what where it goes and what 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 happens. So we used this rope that we had to sort of lower us slow lower us slowly down this weir, which could have been dangerous if we'd have like gone full beans down it. But it was like a, t- a team building exercise, and we managed to get down this weir anyway, and we were buzzing. So he cracked on. And then we're like, it's starting to get dark. So we know we can't make it back to the truck because there's that weir. We can't get up the weir. It's starting to get dark. And we don't essentially don't know where we are or what's going on. So we had to pull up these maps and then saw a village. And we we're like, we're going to have to make it to this village. Get out. And you're going to have to... like, <laughs> My mate who I was with had to phone his girlfriend... Basically, it was a right disaster. And there was this one bit where everything went all... The river went all, like, slim, and there was, like, a huge tree that was across the river, so you couldn't get... We had to get out of the boat onto this tree and, like, haul this boat over this tree and get back in it. it took a while. It was a right pain in the dick, but the sense of achievement and the sense of adventure was just, like... It was it was good. It was like for a Tuesday night or whatever it was. It was pretty good. But we did throw all caution to the wind. Once we got down that way, we were like, well, we're committed to this now. We've just got to keep going. Just let it let it let it go. So it, it got pitch black. There was a bit where there was a dead pig which stunk. And then there was a lamb. This bit's a bit macabre actually, but I'm gonna say it. The light was fading, so it was like dusk at this point. And we smelt Death. We smelt carrion again. And um, we looked and it was... So it turned out that it was a lamb, right? And was it in its back or on its front? I don't know how it was lied, but it was lying, right? With And its tail was like a little tail sticking up. And I was like, dude, that looks like a kid. It looked like a kid. It looked like a, a, bo- a young boy like lying on his back and his, the tail was like his... Really sticking up, and after we'd gone by, and I was like, "Oh no, what was that?" And then we started to question it. I was like, "Fuck, dude, we've got to, we've got to row back, we've got to row back and see." And so as we were rowing back, we were just like, it was just an awful like feeling, but it was just a, a dead lamb in river, and that was a mad bit. And then it got pitch black. <laughs> it got pitch black, and we were still kind of beautiful, and it was like. Peaceful and stuff, but it was pitch black, man. And we ended up having to, we moored up uh, outside someone's mobile home, like this at this caravan park. And luckily, the people who own this static caravan weren't at home. So we moored on their little jetty and just jumped off the thing and <laughs> walked through this caravan park. we now on. I just had my, my skimpy shorts on, bare feet. Walked through there and uh, my mate's girlfriend picked us up and we just had to leave the boat and she just took drove us back to my truck. We didn't get back to my truck till like half 11 at night and she was at work at morning, mate. It was an absolute, it was just chaos, man, chaos. And then we went to get our boat in the morning I went to speak to the people who were in the caravan park. They were cool with it. They thought it was funny. Um, but then we had a look when we got there and maybe 10 metres from our boat, there was another weir that was massive. And if we'd have gone over that, it'd have been game over. It was huge. But it made me think, like, if we could get it down that weir, there's a chance, So I live in York, there's a chance that we could have sailed all, we'd have had to swap rivers at one point, like pick the boat up to get to another river. But we could have got all the way to the River Ouse and into the city centre of York. And I thought that'd be that'd be quite a legit thing to do is sail all that way and then get to the city centre and go like mower up. Mower up at one of the beer gardens. Have a beer. And that's the end of your journey. So I might do that actually. Might do it, make a little film of just a patron's only one. <laughs> it's definitely not worthy of main channel, like. It was chaos. It was chaos, but it was fun chaos. Let's just let's tap into some positive news, shall we? have a quick look it's time it's time to break the bad news bias hey this is an article on um, the good news website which is about bad news in the media with research suggesting almost half of the UK population now avoids the news it's time for the media to give more prominence to what's going right Here, here. A report out this week confirmed something that we at Positive News have long suspected. People are switching off the mainstream news because it's so overwhelmingly negative. Dude. Yeah. It's so true. Just give us a little bit of balance. We know that the often the main things in the world are negative, you know, like war and disease and all this sort of murder and terrorism and all that shit. Capitalism. But let's interject it with at least some good news, man. Let's let's create a shit sandwich. Let's start with good news, put the bad news in, and then end it with good news. Create a little shit sandwich that we can all deal with a little bit better. Now I tapped out on watching the news many years ago, before even social media, because it was just... It was relentless, and when I used to work on this farm for a landscaper, I was landscaping stuff, we'd got in these vans and all the lads would get like the sun and the star, these red top newspapers and that's what they would read on the lunch breaks and just because they were there and I was bored, I was like, oh, I'll, just, you know, I'll just have a read of that. Um, so I'm consuming that every day and I noticed my brain changing. It just fills you full of fucking all sorts, it's just, it's not good. Makes you fearful, and yeah, it's just not a cool thing. So I'm all for that. I'm all for putting a bit. That's why I do my positive news because we get. There's enough negative shit about anyway, isn't there? And it's let's just all get on and that. I'm struggling here. You know, I keep my eyes, keep looking out window at me birds. I'm not. My focus is completely all over the place. I'm gonna go reload my coffee and then let's see where we're at. Odd on. Ooh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm comfortable. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. Fucking okay, noggins all over the place, man. I can't. I'm struggling to. It's hard. No, no, it's not hard, is it? It's just fucking. It's just a struggle sometimes to. To do these podcasts where you just chat for an hour solo, I find it difficult, man. And I've said it before, but respect to people who do the longer ones, like my mate Matt and other people that I've watched on YouTube and stuff. When they do like two to three hours of chatting to yourself, absolutely mental. I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle it. My brain my, my, my brain's not built for that. I'm just, like I've said it before, I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a, comic book than a novel no more of a, probably more of a flyer probably more of just a pamphlet a business card of a man than a than a full novel or a anything of interest but if we sometimes co- cobble a few flyers together you can i'm something you read on the toilet <laughs> i'm something you read on the toilet that's why we do an hour and that's it and I'm only halfway in and I'm like, I can't, what's my brain ain't working properly? Jumping all over. I guess that's part of it, isn't it? though. You just got to be honest with yourself. Got to be honest with yourself. And if I'm honest, I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself to, to work at, at the moment. In this last week or two, since COVID actually, I've been like, oh, I need to get out and do some videos and I need to do some podcasts. And, you know... It's uh, And it puts just unnecessary pressure on me and then Ed starts to fold in on itself. ADHD starts to get... ADHD starts to get a lot worse. Which is whatever. When I was on TikTok, I'm not on it anymore, but when I was on TikTok, they got like... I mean, it's even on Instagram. There's like a section that's all about like ADHD and it's just these like young, good-looking dudes are like, hey... You know, when you've got ADHD and you, you, you think, oh, I don't want to go out, but then that's because you're ADHD. You're cool, you're all right. And it's almost like it's romanticised that you're like a little bit, you know, you don't play by the rules because you've got ADHD and to make it all seem a bit cool and a bit like, I don't know, more like a personality trait of being, of someone who just is a bit flighty maybe or I don't know. But sometimes, for me, throughout my life, it's been crippling, and I don't like it. Like, they're, and they're like, <sighs> you, you get a lot done when you're hyper focusing, and you can, you know, you 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 can you can motivate you, and, and all this sort of stuff. It can be a superpower, but when it's not, it's fuck. It, it cripples you, man. It crippled me anyway, cause you, my, I get just like mad intrusive thoughts. I can't f- fix. I can't focus on a thought for longer than fucking a couple of seconds. And then when I do, if it's a negative one, I dwell. I, I'll, I'll sort of build it up into some in. Um, I'll just jump from negative thing to negative thing in my brain. Uh fucking twitch like it's like i'm tweaking on meth i get I'm like fucking constantly touching my face and uh moving about i can't stop moving and and it's the same like that's just an external look at it so my you know i'm tweaking out like fidgeting and that inside i feel like that's what's going on as well like my brain's fidgeting and it re- and it reflects on the outside um And I can't do, the prescription drugs are just not for me. I can't do them, so... That's why I'm trying to practice all these, you know, all these things, meditation and running. one One of the things that... That's why I love it, man, spearfishing. Things like that, I find, are the only things that really do just shut my brain up, just shut it up, is running, like exercise... Um, spearfishing, like when I get focused on a hobby like whittling a spoon, all the stuff that takes my attention away from my own brain is a good thing for me. And it's a like them th- if I go spearfishing for three hours, it's just a welcome holiday from my own brain. And I feel it as well, it feels great. And it's not always like this. I'm not always completely f- fraggled in noggin, but sometimes it's wor- it gets worse than others. I feel like I'm on a cycle sometimes. Does it something to do with moon or something, mate? Eh? With lunar cycles? It could be. Because what's it's a completely new moon now. Which, for all you moonheads, it, it means it's a completely dark moon. Now... Good for stargazing, but I'm gonna take this new moon. My robin's landed on me today and it's a new moon and we're gonna set good intentions. We're gonna set good intentions for the, for the coming weeks. And then we're gonna take them good intentions. We're gonna roll them into a little ball and we're gonna absolutely smash them <laughs> Smash them against our fucking faces as we enter a wedding. Because how can you... You have good intentions and you go to a wedding with loads of people you're not seeing in ages. You're going to get on it, aren't you? Fair enough. I plan to get on it for a while, so it's okay. Well, I'm just waffling about my own shit here. I don't, it's not good, is it? It ain't therapeutic either. Sometimes it can be therapeutic talking on here, but this isn't. do not feel therapeutic. It just feels like I'm whinging. <laughs> little whinge bag. So let's just... There was a comment left actually on on Patreon and someone left a little poem or a saying or something. Here we are. So we finish on this. Or should we just slow it down a bit? Hold on. Because then what will happen is I'll go and I'll be like, I should have said that. I should have said that. A spirit de la escalier or escalier which is one of my favourite sayings, and it's a new saying. I always forget it. I always forget it. It's French. We don't have an English word for it. And it's basically, it means, you know, like if you're walking down the street and someone gives you a snide remark and you just blank, you're like, mm. and then you might get home or whatever, and then you might be like, oh, I should have said that. You come up with a really, like, witty thing you should have said. And then how do you explain that feeling and that thought? There isn't an English word for it, but in French, a spirit de l'escalier. But I don't know even if you pronounce it like that. And uh, the definition is the wit of the staircase. Repartee thought of only too late on the way home. But calling it the wit of the staircase is absolutely brilliant. Obviously, it means like you, you. You so you're crossing someone on the stairs. So you've got that such a short period of time to in, to give your rebuttal. I'm quite good at that, though. Quick one-liner. Quite good at from growing up, do it like, uh, like working class. It's it's how working class I think. And don't do me for it, cause I'm, I grew up working class, so whatever. Uh, it's how you communicate. It's the language of the butty shop or the workingman's club, and I grew up in workingman's and the rugby club and the fishermen's and all that sort of stuff. And it's how they, it's how they, it's how we communicate. It's all one liners, isn't it? Like, now dawn, now then, I'll see you later, not if I see you first. Oh, chance will be a fine thing. Oh, wouldn't it, Margaret? <laughs> like all that sort of stuff. And you pick up this like. That's why I'm a pamphlet. That's why I'm a, a leaflet, because I've got that in me. Just quick headlines, quick, like, you're never going to get too deep. Like, it's like a butty shop. When I go into a butty shop or into a builder's merchant when I'm working, and they're like, now, love, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm all over that sort of chat. I'm all over it. I know it's small talk, and I'm not a big fan of small talk, but I'm all over it. I'm good at it now. Sue, how are you? I not bad. <laughs> you know, weather's good in it. I you just and a few of the things are just like inbuilt, like ready to go, locked and loaded. Now, if I see you first, <laughs> chance to be a fine thing, all that sort of jazz, man. Locked and loaded, and then if you like, so if I'm a builders merchant and there's a, a, a lad will come out to help me, like load the van up or whatever, he's like, no, then yeah. Well, now then, how are you? Well, I'll be all right at five o'clock, you know what I mean? Yeah, mate, yeah, all that. Um, taxi, it's just taxi chatting it. But then if he was like, yeah, well, I'll be all right at five o'clock when I leave, and I said, and if I just leaned into him, I was like, ah, what do you think happens when you die? it just implode, wouldn't it? It'd just be like, what? I was like, yeah. Do you think our moral compass has any bearing on what happens to us when we finally shed our mortal coil? He'd be like, what? I'd be like, I'm only joking. you watching footy on Saturday. Oh, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. Back into it. A spirit de la escalier. The wit of the staircase, mate. Right. Let's have it. Let's have your little poem anyway. I know this hasn't been a very long one, has it? What's, what am looking at here? 40 minutes, and i probably have to cut out the bit where I go and make a brew and start complaining loads. <laughs> I feel a bit better now anyway. I'm going to go for a climb down that down at climbing wall. Exercise, mate. That's what's best thing. When noggins all fired up. And trying to take you down... It's uh, it's always best to get some exercise in. Because my go-to thing when my noggin's not like firing up, like against me, it'll what it wants me to do is just get on it, like go to the pub or go and just get on it or make some bad decisions, eat some shit food, text people you shouldn't be texting, <laughs> um, fuck it, get pissed, whatever. It's just not on my side lay down and do nothing. And you've got to, sometimes you've got to teach it who's boss, are not you? You've got to like, you almost have to get, at, be against your own mind and be like, no, you're not winning. Like we're going climbing and then we're going to run and we're going to do what it takes until you shut up and you, you know, you yield or kneel, whatever they call it. Bend the knee to me brain. Right, Paul Harold has um, said something in here, look. Uh, underneath one of the videos I put on, when you got rid of the midges, I felt joy. I remembered the poem by Gibran, where he says... Oh, and then he just gets straight into it. When By Gibran, where he says... Then a woman said, speak to us of joy and sorrow. And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the selfsame wealth from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? Are they having a conversation out there? Sars, I should have read this first. <laughs> old pamphlet, Ed. The deeper that sorrow carves... The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy... Do you know what? As I'm reading it, there's a fucking voice in my head going, just fucking shan it off, lad. Just flip laptop into wall, smash it all up, get yourself to the pub, just let chaos reign supreme. And this is a lovely little... Right, let's just focus your noggin. Sorry... <laughs> e, right, can't believe this is a podcast. I can't put this out into the wild, can I? People tune in for like, camping and bushcraft and, and all that, or, <laughs> you know, and how mental health, like I'm supposed to be a positive web um, podcast and it's just me, fucking on verge of a, on verge of one. Right then, Virgil. <laughs> Start that again, Paul Harold, mate. Sorry about this. When you got rid of midges, I felt a joy. Right, so when I went camping, I was riddled with midges, and then once I got rid of midges, it felt great. And I think I said, like, sometimes you have to remember what it's like to be, you know, riddled with midges, trying to put a hammock up, and you'll feel good. And that's what I should feel now. I'm not riddled with midges, putting up a hammock. Just got an overactive brain box that sometimes isn't on my side, but we can, that all can change just in the blink of an eye. And it's just a matter of perspective. It's just having a perspective shift. And that's what I'm doing now. We're centering ourselves, we're zoning out. <sighs> a Couple of deep breaths. And let's take on Paul Harold's mind boggling collection of letters then a woman said speak to us of joy and sorrow and he answered your joy is sorrow unmasked and the self-same well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears and how else can it be the deeper that sorrow carves into your being the more joy you can contain is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven and is not the lute that soothes your spirit, the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is... Fuck off! I can't fucking deal with this. <laughs> I can't read because halfway through when I'm reading, and I mean, I can read. I can read. It's not like I can't read. I can read. It's just, I get halfway through, I have too many voices in my head. If I become aware, if I just lose myself and I really fuck like, I'm in it, then I can read perfectly fine. It's just when it, I become aware that I'm reading and then I get other voices saying, oh, but what, look, like intrusive thoughts that trying to scupper me up and then, then they're like, oh, you can't actually, you're going to fuck this bit up or just think about something completely unrelated to what you're doing. <sighs> Here we go. And it sounds really nice. It's pretty good. And I want to say it properly because people enjoy this. I enjoy it. Right, we're going again. We're not cutting any of this podcast out, actually. We're leaving it all in. All in. Even if we just leave this on... In fact, we'll probably leave this on Patreon because I can't put this out in the wild because it's just me sort of not... Just trying to not have some sort of breakdown. But, okay. Let's do this, man, because this is fucking good. Then, Right, let's do it. Then a woman said, ''Speak to us of joy and sorrow.'' And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the self-same wealth from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned by the potter's oven? Is not the lute that soothes your spirit, the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find that is, ah, fuck my life. Look down into your fucking wallet, pull out a fucking 20 note, go to the shop, get yourself a shitload, a special brew and just get on it. Lie fucking, lie down in the just get on it. I'll never get through this. I'll never get through this. I'll never get through this come on please come on come on brain let's do this right <sighs> when you are joyous look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy when you are sorrowful look again in your heart and you shall see that in the truth you are weeping from that which has not been your delight. <sighs> that was, and if I hopefully I've had to cut some of that, I've had to edit all that because that took me far longer. That would have been a two-hour podcast, actually, if I'd have kept that in. That took me so long to read that properly without messing up, man. Um poof. Good poem, no, mate. Good poem. I can't put this out into it wild. This is just basically for you patrons only, and it's just a bit of a catch-up to let you know that... I'm <laughs> well, I was going to let you know I'm doing all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm fine. Right, sorry this has been a bit all of it, Shant. Just the old uh, hyperactivity disorder kicking in a little bit in the last couple of days, but... We'll tame that beast. We'll ride that mechanical bull, um and I will be back with some proper YouTube videos soon. As I say, I'm off to a wedding this weekend and then I'm gonna take it easy the following week and just get work done and, and whatever. And then I'll be back with the videos probably a week on Sunday. I'll have one for you and we'll, we'll be back up and running. This ain't going out in the wild. This is just for you lot on Patreon actually, cause uh, I think it's a bit too mental. I think it's a bit too all over the place. We'll get some guests on. (laughs) Stop saying that. I will. But we will get some guests on. False promises, innit? Don't promise it. All right. I love you all. Sending you an but love. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye.